The Kings head into the All-Star break in a pretty sweet position. Plus, we're talking about what exactly has gotten into Jonathan Quick. All of that on today's episode of Locked on Los Angeles Kings. You are Locked on Kings, your daily podcast on the Los Angeles Kings. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, Kings fans, thanks for listening to today's show. My name is Sarah Havampato, host of Locked On Los Angeles Kings. And as always, I am super pleased to be here with you talking about your favorite hockey team and mine, the Los Angeles Kings, and uh, sometimes the Ontario Reign. On today's show, I am super excited. We're going to be talking goalies uh, with Jay Foster from Locked On Blue Jackets, uh, because not only does he cover hockey, not only does he cover the Blue Jackets, but he's a goalie in real life. And so uh, I I figured uh, we've got some questions about goaltending for the Kings. And uh, I figured let's turn to a goalie and see what he's got to say. Uh, So we're going to talk about that on today's show. Uh, But first, I wanted to take a little bit of a look back at the road trip that the Kings just wrapped up. Um, Obviously, they pulled out the win against Detroit. Sure, Phil Deneau got robbed of a hat trick. Uh, Very graciously, it was like, ah, it wasn't meant to be. But, you know, how dare they take that from Phil? How dare that puck go off that post. Didn't they know how important it was? I, apparently they didn't, like, but they, the hockey gods, whatever. Uh, but the the important part of that road trip, the road trip that the Kings went on uh, all through the East left them in a pretty good place, sitting currently at second in the Pacific Division. Uh, that is if you are sorting it by points. If you're sorting it by points percentage, which I know is, like, the way we should be looking at things because of the disparity in games played, uh, with Calgary and Edmonton both being far behind the rest of the Pacific uh, with just 42 games. The Kings have 47. Um, you know, everyone's either 46, 47, 48 games. So if you sort it by points percentage, the Kings are third in the Pacific, which is still pretty darn good. Looking at it just points-wise, you know, we're tied with the Ducks also at 55 points. Calgary is right behind with 52. Uh, and then further down, you have this, like, Edmonton, San Jose, Vancouver, Blob, um, and then also Seattle. But... If you would have, so like, listen, if you've listened to this show for a while, you know that like my, my hot take at the beginning of the season was that this team was going to make the playoffs. Um, my like less spicy take is like, ah, oh, we'll be a bubble team. We'll see what happens. But still, despite the fact that that being, you know, something that I believed in, if you would have told me that going into the all-star break, the Kings would have been second in the Pacific division, I would have thought that you were potentially like losing your mind. Um, but here we are, you know, thanks to that really strong road trip through the East, uh, the Kings went 4-0-2. Oh, uh, it is the first time in franchise history the Kings have gone and re- taken 10 points from a six-game road trip. So they only missed two points out of that whole thing. Sure, the loss to Philadelphia honestly still stings. They're one of the least good teams in the league. They were on a franchise-worst losing streak. Um, you know, disappointing that the Kings couldn't pull out the win in that one. But still, a point is a point. Like, that's awesome. Uh, And one of the things that kind of stood out, and, you know, I know that the Kings, other Kings writers and stuff have pointed this out, is that 
you know, earlier in the season, Todd McClellan talked about how, like, if the Kings don't have their A game, if they're playing with their B game, if someone's having an off night or whatever, that they weren't going to win if they didn't bring their A game. And now we're seeing a team that, like, we're watching them and we're like, I don't really know that they played all that well. I don't really know that they deserved both of those points. And then they get them anyway. They find a way to win, which, like, it's such a stupid hockey cliche, but good teams find ways to win. And the Kings aren't all the way there yet. They're still blowing it in games they shouldn't blow it in. But, you know, A, good teams get beat all the time. Like, the Lightning have been embarrassed. The Panthers have been embarrassed. The Hurricanes got, like, blown out by the Blue Jackets recently. Good teams lose all the time. Like, that's fine. It's important that we're seeing the Kings bounce back and gut their way through games that maybe they shouldn't have won you know, the game against the Flyers, like, they didn't deserve both points. They didn't play very well. Uh, and, you know, they still at least managed to claw one out of that game where just no one was really having a good night. And so we go into this break sitting in a really good position. Um, I tweeted it out the other day. There was a, you know, Money Puck does those uh, graphics showing probabilities of making the playoffs and everything. And the Kings right now, from the moneypuck.com, uh, prediction wheel thing. The Kings right now have a 65.5% chance of making the playoffs. That's pretty good. That is, we have not been there like in years. Even the year we made the playoffs, it was still like, no, I don't know. 65.5% chance of making the playoffs. Like even when you get down to like the final, the fi little final circle that says like win cup, the Kings actually have a little sliver in there. It's not like you're like, oh, well, that's, you know, terrible. Like, their little sliver is actually bigger than, like, the Capitals' little sliver in the win cup circle. Uh, and the Capitals have, obviously, a much higher chance, 93% chance of making the playoffs. But once you get down to cup probabilities, things, things change. But, like, you know, wherever the rest of the season takes us, wherever it goes, wherever we end up, this team is finally doing what I have wanted it to do, what, what, what I've wanted to see from it from ages which is make progress. Don't make the same mistakes you made in game one. Actually start moving up the standing, start playing meaningful games. Like at this rate, knock on wood, unless something catastrophic happens, the Kings will at least be playing meaningful games at the end of the season. Uh, whether those meaningful games are to, you know, solidify a wild card spot or to solidify like where they're at in the seating or, or whatever, they're actually going to be playing hockey in games 79, 80, 81, 82 that we're going to care about. Uh, and I think that that's really exciting. Uh, we haven't had that hope for, from this team in, in quite some time. And so I'm really excited to see where the rest of this season goes. You know, hopefully everyone goes and comes back refreshed from this uh, all-star slash bye week slash whatever break. Uh, and that they just get right back on it, get get right back on the horse, I guess you could say, uh, and and finish out this season strong because this you know, we're halfway through, we're in a playoff position. There's the whole stupid old adage of you know if you're in a playoff position at like Thanksgiving or whatever it is that you know the the standings don't change very much, and we're starting to see. I mean, in the East, you're already seeing. Basically, like, your your playoff-bound teams are essentially already set. The teams that are out of it are so far out of it that there's very little chance that they're going to come back in. So the East, really, right now is all about playoff seeding, essentially. 
the West is still a little more up for grabs with those teams like Calgary and Edmonton. In the Central, you've got St. Louis, Dallas that are sort of out of the picture right now. Um, overall, that could be clawing back in. If you look at the West, Western as a whole, um, right now we've got Colorado, Nashville, Minnesota, top three in the Central. Vegas, Los Angeles, Anaheim, top, top three in the Pacific. Your two wild cards right now belong to St. Louis and Calgary. Um, Edmonton, Dallas, San Jose, I guess, within striking distance. I mean, technically Vancouver, but that's a lie. But, you know, there's still movement in play. I think that the, the West more so than the East, you could still see a surprise coming. But we're in the mix of it. And it makes these games fun. And it makes it like when the Kings lose, it's frustrating. And like, it's frustrating because now we're watching them lose and we're like, well, you could have won that. You could have, you could have won that. Where in, in past seasons we've watched and we've been like, mm, well, I'm frustrated that they lost, but like, what did I expect? Uh, you know, we're, we're seeing slowly the transformation of this team into a team that is, like I said, going to play meaningful hockey. And I am for one really excited about that. Of course, we're going to keep an eye on the standings. We're going to keep uh, seeing what happens, especially as other teams return to play uh, before the Kings do. Edmonton and Calgary are going to be making up a lot of those games that they missed uh, coming up in the near future. So we'll have a better understanding of what the picture is going to look like in the standings uh, once they start catching up on games. But I think this is a really fun, exciting time uh, for all of us, and I can't wait to see uh, where we go from here. Up next, uh, we are talking about goaltending. We're talking about Jonathan Quick. Uh, that is coming up right after this. But first, I want to talk to you all about Built Bar. Uh, it is, of course, the new year, and maybe you're someone who has decided to cut out the junk food or exercise or eat better or snack less or snack better. Well, if you're looking for a snack food to help you with some of those resolutions, well, Built Bar should be in your plans. Built Bar is a protein bar that tastes like a candy bar, and it makes it easy for you to go along with your like healthy eating, healthy snacking, whatever plans, because it tastes great, and it's also actually good for you. They are covered in 100% chocolate. They have low calories, low sugar, low carbs, high protein, and they're really just all around delicious. They also come in tons of great flavors, so you're never going to get bored with what they have to offer. Some of the flavor choices, coconut almond, peanut butter brownie, raspberry, salted caramel, and many more. And Built Bar is always coming out with new limited time flavors. So make sure you check out Built.com all the time to see what is new. Go to Built.com and use promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off your order. That is promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at Built.com. So one of the biggest questions I get from people, whether it's other Kings fans or other, you know, locked on hosts or anyone that I talk to about hockey and particularly the Kings, the biggest question I get is WTF, Jonathan Quick, we thought he was dead. Um, and I have like vague answers to that. But at the end of the day, I am just a mere hockey writer, podcaster person. I am not, you know, privy to the secret mysteries of the goaltender position and feel like maybe it'd be cool to hear from someone who actually knows what they're talking about in terms of what goalies do. 
And so I uh, phoned a friend, called him a little bit of a favor, and uh, you may know him as host of Locked on Blue Jackets uh, and occasional guest Locked on Kings host whenever, you know, my life implodes. Uh, but you may not know that he's also a goalie and knows things about the goalies and can tell me about the goalies. So I am glad to welcome Jay Forster back to the program, friend of the show, friend of goaltenders everywhere. Uh, to tell me what is up with Jonathan Quick. Well, if I told you, I would have to kill you. Oh, um, man. Because man. secret goal. You know, um, during games when the backup goalies just kind of huddle when they're doing their stretches and they have, mm -hmm. like, secret goalie meetings? That's mm -hmm. what we're talking about. Oh, man. Yeah, sorry about it. Secret union. Uh, fine. The is there, like, a secret handshake? Yes, several. Sweet, sweet. Also hugs. Yeah, I mean, obviously, yes. See, Boston, Boston's doing it right. Right. I'm sure they, Jersey is also yeah. doing it right. He, we talked about this is. in the in the DMs of he's a good boy that knows how to appropriately hug a goalie. Yeah, there's a whole like Twitter thread um, by the like Kings but, gift uh, guy, like just of Sean Dersey hugging his yes. goalies. It's perfect. It's extremely good. Yeah. Um, but no, to answer your question <laughs> in a little bit more of a serious way, um, <laughs> but still not completely serious. Right. Uh, my i have two options to to jonathan quick being good again um and first option is that somehow he de-aged himself to like 2012 jonathan quick <laughs> um and you have the the jonathan quick that decided to drag everyone to the stanley cup whether they wanted it to or not mm -hmm, mm -hmm. um but on on a, an actual serious <laughs> note um he's playing a different kind of style Mm -hmm. this season um you know we, we talk a lot about jonathan quick and you know my favorite thing to say about jonathan quick is he's like a cat with a laser pointer <laughs> you know some of us get to be carrie price and some of us get to be jonathan quicks in this <laughs> goaltending world um and he is his you know he is a cat with a laser pointer for the most part um he does a lot of you know really uh acrobatic saves there's a lot of flailing there's a lot of like highlight reel mm -hmm. pad stacks and you know doing cartwheels in the crease and stuff um and he just hasn't been doing as much of that this season um he's been playing a lot deeper in the net uh which is uh probably good because you know he's getting older and he's not um he's not as athletic as mm -hmm. he used to be as he gets older uh you know he's had some some lower body injuries uh, i feel like he's probably had at least one hip surgery and so he's had to kind of adjust his game a little bit and he's he, that's the the main thing to me is he's playing a lot deeper in his net so he's not like you know that that quintessential jonathan quick thing where you you look down and then you look up and he's like halfway to the hash marks <laughs> yes, like, we're yes. just not seeing that from jonathan quick as much <laughs> this season and i think that's that's the the main difference to me is he has been staying in his home a lot more he's been staying in the blue paint and so he's uh in a much better position he's got less skating to do he can still do his kind of athletic splits and slides from side to side but he doesn't have to throw himself uh, around the crease like a muppet yeah and i feel like that's i mean that's been one of the biggest things that i've noticed is you know i, I always say kind of semi-jokingly that like jonathan quick gives me anxiety because like you said, like you look away from the game for like two seconds and then you look back up and he's yeah off to the hash marks or he has like had to just lunge the entire way across the crease to, to do something. Um, and I, I'm noticing a lot less of that. It seems like there's just a lot more control and, and like smarter choices that he's making as opposed to the like, oh crap, gotta go kind of stuff that we've seen before. 
Yeah, for sure. It's it's very much like you know how when a skater gets older and you know their their speed starts to go, mm-hmm. they have to figure out a way around that to continue to be effective. And it's kind of the same story with with Jonathan Quick. You know, he's not. I mean, how old is Jonathan Quick? Like thirty thirty through thirty three. Thirty. Maybe a little bit older. Um, he, he is is, is, he is. Just not capable of, of doing that kind of thing yeah. anymore. And so, oh my, I don't he's thirty six. coach thing or whether it's something that he's kind of figured out by himself yeah but he is uh he's adjusted it to his game uh yeah. which is which is really fun to see uh he's a much less anxiety inducing mm-hmm. goaltender and yeah it, it's it's strange he he looks simultaneously the most like his old self and also mm-hmm. the least like his old mm-hmm. self if that makes sense yeah yeah he is uh he is 36 turned 36 in january um, oh yeah, thirty six is too old to be doing the splits. Right. So you know, yeah. I respect him for realizing that he can't do that anymore. Right. I mean, again, like I, you know, stepped off a flight of stairs wrong in like September, and my ankle still hurts from it. And he he's out there doing splits and stuff, which is wild. More with Jay coming up after this, but first, Bet Online has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before as football continues its march through the playoffs right on down to the big game coming up right around the corner. BetOnline.net remains the best spot for all of your sports scores, podcasts, and news this season. And it's not just football. BetOnline has up-to-the-minute information on pro and college hoops, NHL, boxing, UFC, along with live real-time updates of all current games. So don't wait to take advantage of all the new and amazing offers available for the 2022 season. Go to Bet Online. It is where the game starts. I feel like the other thing that I've noticed from him uh, is, and someone someone else pointed this out too, and I feel like once they pointed it out, like I couldn't unsee it, was that he, it, it seems like it takes him a lot longer to go down into like the butterfly, like on the ice stuff. He seems to be a lot more like standing as opposed to, uh, I feel like a lot of goalies you see just sort of immediately drop down the second anything happens. And he's a lot more like wait, waiting for the right moment <laughs> to, to do that, which I wonder if that's also just like a, he knows that his body is like, can, can you not, can you not do that? Yeah, for sure. Like, and for me, you know, I am not an NHL level goalie. I play beer league, you know, <laughs> but for me, the, the most tiring part is the constant dropping mm-hmm. into butterfly, getting up again, dropping mm-hmm. into butterfly. Um, and I've spoken a lot with um, a guy called Ewan King. Is He's the uh, technical director of goaltending for mm-hmm. Great Britain. So he works with all of the goaltenders, all the way from the senior GB men's team down to the under 18s. Uh, he does a lot of work in the NIHL over here, um, and I've been lucky enough to kind of do some work with him and talk to him a lot about this kind of thing. And um, the the thing about when when a goalie drops a lot, it's usually a sign of um, almost like a, a lack of confidence <laughs> in themselves. Uh, they are worried that the puck will sneak in and so they drop and that's when it opens up all of the the space up up top and Mm -hmm. so the fact that Jonathan Quick is willing to kind of stand there and just take the shot standing is I think a sign of how confident he is in his Mm -hmm. game which does kind of you know mesh with what we know of (laughs) of Jonathan Quick in the you know he is a fairly um excitable goalie (laughs) shall we say 
but he also, to me, has been a fairly confident goalie. You know, he's always known that he's good. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so I think that's that's part of it. I think, again, partially it, uh, uh, it, it it's both simultaneously like a sign of confidence and also, yeah, like you say, it, it's going into butterfly and getting up again is it just wrecks the mm-hmm. the muscles in your in your legs like yeah. the, the lactic acid builds up like nobody's business so yeah if i was jonathan quick and i was you know the wrong side of 35 i also would be standing up all of the time mm-hmm. i feel like the only like phrases i can think of to describe that sort of like confidence and then also like acknowledgement of your own limitations none of them are like tegna podcast friendly Thank you so much to Jay for joining the show and talking with me all about goaltending. We've got more from him uh, coming up next week. So make sure you come back on Monday uh, and learn a little bit more about the goaltending position and why goalies go on their crazy adventures away from the net, a thing that frustrates you and me and like basically everyone I know. If you want to hear more from Jay, you can go find Locked on Blue Jackets at LO underscore Blue Jackets on the Twitters. Uh, You can find the podcast wherever you get your podcasts. And uh, we'll also be hearing from Jay a little bit later as well because he covers the rain. Uh, He covers the Ontario rain for field pass hockey. Uh, So we'll be talking with him about what we're seeing uh, from the Kings AHL team. Uh, this weekend, I'm actually going out to Grand Rapids as the the, uh, the rain finish up their road trip uh, before their, uh, what should have been the all-star break, but now it's just going to be a break. Uh, so I will be reporting back to you uh, on the Friday and Saturday games from the rain uh, to see what they're up to and how things end up for them. So uh, make sure you check in on Monday. We'll maybe throw in a special episode on Sunday. We'll see. Who knows? Might feel ambitious. I don't know. Uh, but we'll be checking in on the rain this weekend. Uh, so make sure you're following Locked on Kings on Twitter, Locked on LA Kings. You can find me on Twitter at Right Said Sarah. Make sure, of course, you're following, subscribe to whatever to the podcast on your favorite podcast app, app platform thing of choice. We're also on YouTube. You can go find it there. Uh, so you can subscribe and never miss a single episode. That is it for today. Again, we're going to hear more from Jay next week uh, on the show. And so uh, we'll learn a little bit more about goaltending. Thank you so much for listening. And until next time, this has been Locked on Los Angeles Kings, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day.